Support The Coco Show and listen ad-free. Plus get cool perks and rad swag. Visit our page at patreon.com slash thecocoshow. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Coco Show. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Speed Racer. Here he comes. Here comes Speed Racer. Remember that show? Yeah. Did you watch that? You know, it's funny because I never really watched the cartoon, but I consider that movie that came out a couple of years ago to be the definitive Speed Racer. I think it has John Goodman in it. I like that movie. You know, I've got an interesting <laughs> I've got an interesting story about that movie. I went to the, when that movie came out, I was living in Korea and I left that movie early because the girl that turned out to be sort of my long-term girlfriend in Korea, she called me and she's like, "Hey, you want to go out?" And I looked at Speed Racer and I thought about going to meet this girl and I think I made the right choice. Although I think you screwed up big Although time. it really probably wasn't the right choice in the end because uh, she caused me a lot of heartache and problems and we didn't end up getting married. So, yeah. But. Well, but it worked out Other good. than that, it worked out great. Well, hey, Speed Racer had Christina Ricci yeah. in it. So you got that going. She is one yeah. of my. I like the visual uh, smorgasbord of sights and sounds that it were did, in the film. But the film was widely Well, canned. I think that if you go back and view the cartoon, the cartoon is all about the sights and the sounds as well. I don't think people people come into Speed Racer looking for, you know, awesome plotting. That was the first animated, you know, Japanese animated show I ever saw. Drop it like it's hot. That's Racer. right. Thank you, Kilobytes and Caffeine. He's got it. Sorry. Unrelated. Nice work. I, uh, I love Speed Racer, the show... Because it was one of the only cartoons I ever got to see where people were physically killed. Really? There were a- there's actual death in Speed Racer? Oh, gosh. And car wrecks, explosions, the whole nine really? yards. Now, Speed Racer, was oh. a, that was a 60s show, right? I mean, it's pretty, pretty... I don't know when it debuted, to be honest with you, in Japan. But I watched it in, in the uh, 70s. Really? So they, they would show that on TV. They would show Speed Racer. I mean, it wasn't like people were getting ripped in half on TV. But people would get killed was all the time. Was it like a- Akira-type stuff? No, it was like car wrecks and oh, stuff, mostly, okay. or shootings, stuff like mm. that, you know. But it, it sort of dipped my, I dipped my toe in the pool uh, of anime before I got into the more heavy stuff in my in my college yeah. years. The early stuff was Speed Racer, uh, Battle of the Planets, which was like G Force. Remember G Force? Is that a mech thing? No, no. There was these. It was this team of heroes that dressed like birds. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I didn't know right. what that was called. Yeah. yeah. It's called Battle of the Planets, but it was G-Force. I watched some stuff from Japan that was on, like, uh, that was, like, Space Giants. I used to watch that. That was a live action where people, these kids could turn in, these or these guys could turn into giant robots, and one kid could turn into a rocket. Mm, that sounds cool. I'd What's your weird. all-time favorite <laughs> classic anime series? Oh, jeez. Um, you were a Robotech guy, weren't you? Nah, no, it wouldn't be my favorite. I would say it's a toss-up for me between I would say Cowboy Bebop with, but one A would probably be a Ghost in the Shell. I lied. Mm. Uh, those were I was a real real big fan of those. So I'd put those. I, Cowboy Bebop's it, it really really good. So yeah. I really enjoyed that one. I like Cowboy Bebop. Uh, did you watch Samurai Champloo? Yeah, I did. I watched that whole run of that. Yeah. It was sort of like. 
samurai version of Cowboy Bebop. Exactly. Same crew, yeah. Yeah. same voices. <laughs> yeah, it's the same sort of thing. You know, but it, when it's a good thing, it's not a bad thing. It did not have Faye Valentine, which is the typical. I love Faye. Mm. Was uh, she the girl uh, in Cowboy lot. Bebop? Yeah, Cowboy. You know, she was the chick in she Cowboy Bebop. She dressed kind of like April O'Neil. Yeah, she was a real piece of garbage too. That's why I liked her. In fact, everyone in that show garbage in a way it's what i that's what i liked about it well speaking about sort of garbage in every sort of way let's talk about speed racer aaron now wait a minute <laughs> i'm that's just a bad kidding start. speed racer is great speed racer now uh this was suggested to us uh by graham vebke i believe and i have to say boaster that when this came up I had when the name hit, I was like Speed Racer. I think I remember that. And then when I started playing it, I knew the second this came up, I remembered because it comes up with this uh, a, a, basically a picture of a cocoa and a color TV on a checkerboard, and and it was like, oh yes, I remember this distinctly. Now, now. Aaron, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something that I never do on the show. I'm gonna okay. stop you mid stride. That's one of the least favorite things that I know that when I'm trying to work something and and, and I get interrupted, but. We really no, need to talk about the contest that's going on this week on the Coco Show right up front. We're going to do it right, right we up front. we got to do it right up front because I don't want anybody to miss out on it. Well, we are running a big-time contest, Boat. And this, and what we're doing is giving away this. Let me pull it up here. This right here is Gunstar. Gunstar, the battle for Earth. And... Uh, we're giving away this brand new, still sealed in the box copy of Gunstar for the Color Computer 3. Um, Gunstar, a great game. I played it and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and our good buddy Nick is behind this game and we're giving this away, Boat. Now, Boat, everyone's eligible for this. Tell them how they can get in on the action. It's real, real easy. All you have to do is write us a review on iTunes, okay? Now, this is not as simple, however, as going to iTunes.com and looking us up. You actually have to download the iTunes program on your computer or go into the podcast app on your iOS device. So I realize this is, this is something that's going to require a couple extra steps, but you have the chance to win a copy of Gunstar for doing this. We are going to take all the reviews, put them all in a hat, draw one out, and that person will win a copy of Gunstar anywhere in the world you can do this. Yes. Uh, I highly recommend this game. As far as the shooter goes on the Coco, this is top tier. Now, you may think to yourself, but Aaron, I don't have a Coco 3, or I've only got a Coco 2, or I've only got a Coco 1, or I don't have any Coco, or I've got a Coco 3, but I don't have a 6309 CPU. That's okay. You can emulate this perfectly. Emulator's free. It'll run fine. This also comes with some of Nick's older games, including Donut Dilemma, which he's reworked. Uh, and so this is a heck of a bargain. So please, all you have to do is drop us an iTunes review. While you're there, feel free to drop some other iTunes reviews to the rest of our shows. But this one here will enter you in the contest, and we'll be drawing that one next month. Cool, cool. There you go, Boat. All right, Aaron. Now let's talk about Speed Racer. Fair enough. So, again, Speed Racer. Uh, this game came out uh, in 84, Boat. And it was uh, published by Mitch Tron. Mitch Tron, we've we've came across these guys several times now. Uh, but amongst the games they did uh, over the years uh, were Time Bandit, Mud Pies, Outhouse. Uh, they've also they actually were responsible for Major Motion, which is a, a spy hunter game I really enjoyed on the uh, on the uh, uh, Amiga. 
So they, they actually branched out to other uh, machines. Uh, this thing was put together by a fellow named Stephen Hirsch and is a uh, basically an automobile racing game with a twist, which we'll get into. And this will work on pretty much anything with 32K. Uh, this was also released uh, on, on disc and cassette, which most of the Mitchtron stuff was. And at the time when this came out, this was a this was kind of a pricey one, Boatster. Uh, if you wanted this thing, uh, you're looking at thirty uh, disc and cassette marked the same, thirty five bucks. Wow. So this was a this was a sort of a top tier game. That that uh, seems in, yeah. I mean that just seems unreasonable. I mean yeah. thirty five well, I mean, bucks for I mean games were expensive at eighty seven. That's or eighty four. That's getting in there, man. Yeah. That's, so, what is this game? Well, it's a it's a simple game in terms of what you're at, up against, but the, they do a good job. So you, it's a basically a, uh, a behind the car racing game. At, at I would think uh, a pole position mm -hmm. is a good thing to think of yeah. uh, when you think about what this game would look like. Except in this game, you've sort of got the uh, you sort of got the play mechanic. Uh, I believe it was Turbo that did this, but never several. This is a this is something you don't see that much anymore in terms of how you play this game. So you're you're given the choice of four tracks. Uh, when you start the game, you just take off racing, and and you've got underneath uh, the uh, picture of your of the play field, you've got a, a speed gauge, you've got your miles, and then you've got cars passed and a bar, and then you've got your score. And the goal of this game is to is to fill that bar. The cars pass the bar up before you hit the end of the lap. All right. Mm -hmm. If that happens, uh, you get to do the other lap, and you get to finish. Uh, I think it's five laps, and you finish the race. If you don't have the cars pass the bar field, whenever uh, uh, the other lap comes around, you're out. That's right. it's that simple. Uh, the uh, the the game looks good. It's got uh, several different settings in the background. You've got sort of a pastoral setting. There's also a city setting that's real nice. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, uh, you got the some sand dunes. You got some. You got some farm farmland. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they they they've got they 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 mix up the backgrounds for the different tracks, and, and they look nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you? What do you? Your first impressions of this thing, Bo? Because I remember this distinctly playing it back in the day. Just from the sound and graphics, when you first fired this thing up, what were your thoughts? Um, I really like this one. Uh, I this to me this game does pole position better uh i am not a great i'm not a great fan of pole position to be completely honest with you uh it's probably my least favorite behind the car racing game to me this yeah. game puts the pitch of your viewpoint up a little bit it seems like you can see a little bit further down the track than you normally could yeah. And uh, this game has, uh, I really enjoyed the uh, the, the backgrounds. Uh, in pole position, you basically just get the mountains, you know, just endless mountains. Um, I thought that the way that the, like, I'm not a huge fan of the way your car feels on the road. It doesn't feel yeah. like your car is actually on the road. You know, as you sort of go left and right, you don't feel, it doesn't feel real. However, that doesn't detract from the fun of the game. I think that the Cars Past motif is pretty genius. I didn't realize that there were other games that had done this. This is the first game I've played that, that, oh, yeah. that has done this. Um, I think that the way, like, even when I didn't, 
pass a race when I didn't when I didn't when I wasn't able to you know get to the next lap I still felt like I'd accomplished something because not only do you have your score ticking up but you also see that car's pass gauge there so it makes you feel like oh I'll just try it one more time I think I can do it versus when you lose in pole position you just lose you know and it's over it's um <laughs> It's hard for me to think about a Coco game that runs on the one, two, and three that could look much better than this, to be honest with you. I mean, it's a very visually impressive game. I, I agree with you, Boat. Uh, even sounds halfway decent. I mean, it's, uh, you know, here's the thing. the uh, uh, It's hard to get these, especially these older machines, to, uh, to give you that sense of speed. Uh, and this one does a good job. And one thing I like with this is when you're weaving in, in between cars, you actually... It gives you a tiny bit, you know, so you could, it's not like it's super nasty about killing you. Like it will give you a little tiny pixel or two overlap. And so you can really weave in and out of the cars and you really feel like you're getting somewhere. It's a lot of fun. I like the, I'm with you. I'm, I like the cars past. Now, listen, I'm not going to sit here and kill a game like pole position because pole position, yeah, I mean, you actually are racing to a certain degree. You feel sort of like you're racing. But this game... But you never do, though. This, you never feel like you're racing because when you get pole position after you qualify and you take off, there's immediately cars that you're passing that aren't involved well, in the race. You're right. I mean, it does. that does shatter the illusion. But you know what this reminds me of, Boat, is remember that digital derby game? Uh -huh. uh, uh, this is sort of reminds me of that in a lot of ways. Yeah, it, I uh, think that that's, uh, that's, this, that's very analogous. I can't even believe I didn't think about that. Yeah, this this is this is a handheld game in video game form. Someone he just he took all the stuff from one of these old electric games and put it and put it on the uh, uh, on the computer, and it works out pretty well. The tracks are varied. Some of the tracks are really tough, aren't they? Yeah, buddy? they're real curvy. Yeah, and the, you know, there's... but I found one of the things I found in this game is that I, unlike pole position. Sometimes going to the curves, I think, is a little bit easier than the straightaway. Yeah. <laughs> if you know how to angle your car, and you can use the curve to actually help you pass. There's stuff. definitely it's uh, it's definitely a nice mix of um of like you know the, the the tracks go from very like a square at first to like really really curvy and, and and difficult so i thought having the four tracks and here's the thing that pole position doesn't let you do at least on the home versions is is let you choose the track that you want to start on actually i think that that's false i think you can do that on the home versions yeah too. you do get to but choose you the don't tracks. get you don't get to see the one uh, like for example, on the Atari, on the pole position, you don't get to see an outline of the track. You can choose like the Namco Speedway or whatever. I think that I think pole position one only had one track. A pole position two had the multiple okay. tracks. Okay. In the arcade. Um, now, Bo, get this. So you know me. I like to I, when I can find it. I like to print out the docs. Before and before stuff. you talk about the docs, I just wanted to fire this up here. If you're watching the YouTube version of this show, you can see that we've got a, a video up of the Digital Derby Auto Raceway, um, the the Tommy version, just so you can see how alike this is to the game where you're passing cars, you see your lap count down on the bottom, and you even employ the same sorts of strategies where you really want to hug the, that center line. You know, that's where you want to be yeah, spending most of your time. Thankfully, this version is less is less is a more forgiving than Digital Derby. Which, when you can't pass two cars, you're boned. And and I will say this one, this it has an automatic transmission and like Digital Derby. So anyway, I dug up the flavor text for this because I thought it was amusing. So this is what's written in the manual, right? The minutes seem like hours as you wait in, in anticipation for the flagman to wave the checkered flag. In a few seconds, you will be speeding to 200 miles 
per hour down a sharply curving, never-ending stretch of road that only a few souls have ever mastered. Wow. Yeah. He waves the flag and you're off. Mitchtron wants to know if you're up to the challenge of Speed Racer, one of our most dramatic games yet. Speed Racer offers four incredible tracks to drive on, a speedometer that goes at 200 miles per hour, and a wide range of unparalleled locations to cruise. Get into a real bind? No problem. Your repair crew will be right over, but be careful. There are perilous drivers on the road that will stop at nothing. Now, did you ever see the repair crew? No, never once. If if you if you ride the side of the road too long, basically you you stop, oh. and then your repair crew will come out. Now I guess they put new tires on or whatever. The uh, uh, I thought that was I like I like Mitch Tron's flavor text. They are very always a dramatic bunch. Usually I see it in their ads, but overall, like I said, I like the. I mean this this all comes down to whether you uh, are into the cars past gauge. I am. I like it. It's fun. I routinely complete races. Uh, on some of the tracks, there are some tracks that I don't, uh, but I mean, I could go through, I, I got real good scores on, on, on this uh, pretty early on. I wouldn't, I don't think it's that difficult. Uh, I think graphically it's very pleasant. I mean, they're working with uh, uh, the colors that they have, but they look good. And the, and the road, the, the, the bottom of the truth is when you look at the actual driving, the road, the cars that you're on, they look great. And then everything else is just sort of like icing on the cake, Bodle, in my in my humble opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, looked up some reviews on this boat, if I if I may so uh, uh, drop these off. You know, I found this place. I, I go here a lot from the – it's called Ice People Review Coco Games. They gave this game a B plus, and uh, they pretty much say it's the best pure driving game on the Coco. Which I would I would probably agree with that. I think I think it's a really good uh, driving game. Also, uh, our good buddy Curtis uh, dug us up a review in the 1985 edition of Rainbow. I believe it's January of '85. Uh, they were v- very impressed with it and uh, gave this a strong review. So <laughs> this is another good one. So I would say I know you know reviews. We weren't getting as many reviews back in the day, but. I can't imagine anyone dropping the, uh, the hammer on this game because I don't think it does that much wrong. Yeah, yeah. Do, do we get any Discord action we on do. this? We uh, do. Let me... Oh, beautiful. Yeah, uh, let's check it out here. As always, if you are a supporter of any of the Amigo shows on uh, Patreon, you can post a review on any of our shows on our Discord channel. So uh, we got two reviews this week. Um, we got uh, Graham W. Vebke. He says, Speed Racer is a really playable clone of Pole Position. With de- decent rating speed and graphics which vary for each of the four tracks with different scenery. The secret to this game appears to be if you can master passing cars in the middle of the road, especially for tracks one and two. I enjoyed track two and three the most in this game and kept returning to play those tracks rather than track one or four. I like some of the quirks in this game too, like the checkered flag guy just being dropped in the middle of the track and you could not stop all at once if you started moving because you just move at a stable speed of 40 regardless of how much you applied the brakes. Quite a solid game for the Color Computer 1. I will continue to play this one. And L. Curtis Boyle, the Coco Extraordinaire, writes, One of the better pole position inspired games for the 32K Ram Coco 1, 2, or 3, featuring four tracks, top 10 scores for each, and varying background terrain for each track as well. Very well done artifact graphics and good speed, although it's a teeny bit stuttery, trying to keep the engine sound going while updating a fair bit of screen each frame. 
I met the author Stephen Hirsch at CocoFest a year or two ago. He gave a presentation on how he coded it, which was rather stunning. No assembler. He figured out all the opcodes, etc. in his head and had a simple basic program to poke in the values. Code, graphics, sound, everything. That's hardcore and increases my score from 9.5 from what normally would be 8.5 just for the severe Greek geek cred. That's, a, that's yeah. incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. I agree. Very impressive. You know, we we also didn't mention the very amusing explosion when you blow up. Yeah. Just crap <laughs> flies up in the air. It, reminds, a it reminds me of like the rib cages flying out of you when you get hit in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you know, th this game, we, we, we've talked a lot about pole position, but really, uh, and I, someone mentioned an article, but this, this, this does have a little pit stoppy feel to it. Uh, and uh, like I said, I also the little tur I was a big fan of of Turbo uh, back in the arcade and also on the uh, on the Coleco. And now this doesn't look like Turbo, but it has sort of a feel like Turbo. But this, I think, really this hangs with with both those games and pole position in terms of of what comes out on top, which is gameplay. And and when it comes to a racing game like this, do you feel like you're getting ripped off when you're passing? Do you feel like sense of speed? And do you want to play to a high score or to finish the race? And for me, the answer was yes on all those. That gives a big thumbs up from, from me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Aaron, we want to, before we go, we want to thank all of the fine folks that have tuned in to watch us on Twitch today. We do record the Coco Show uh, on Fridays. If you ever want to subscribe to our Twitch channel, Amigos Retro Gaming, you can watch us live, take part in the chat. Uh, and we also want to thank all of our uh, Coco Show supporters on Patreon, Steve Rasmussen, Buttons, Graham Bebke, and L. Curtis Boyle. Thank you guys so much for keeping the Coco Talk, the Coco Show going, and for co keeping Coco Talk going. A lot of you guys keep Coco Talk going as well. So, All right, Aaron, we are going to close this thing out. We will be back next month with more Coco Show episodes. We will see you then.